1: You are listening to The Uncontested, an Oklahoma City Thunder and NBA podcast featuring Jacob.
2: All oh, you haters, come at me. Taylor. You're a step past
1: a hater like I'm Rondo. I've your baby mama to a condo. Nick. I really wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Swaggy Pete.
3: Kamiar. I just got done taking a nap. And Justin. I'm too fast. What is up? Welcome to the uncontested podcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and brought to you this week by shipstation.com. Promo code blue. You can find us anywhere you download your podcast and we are at bluewirepods.com. We're also on Twitter at the uncontest, the underscore. Why do I always mess this up? The underscore uncontested. It's not like I don't run this daggum Twitter account with you guys all the freaking time. We got the whole squad here today, uh, minus Kamyar. So Taylor, what's up? I fixed my lawnmower earlier this evening, so I'm pretty much
2: like a certified mechanic now. At a boy. Exciting times. Did you do it in a pair of faded white new balances though?
1: In <laughs> <And> like my <laughs> I should like, wear like a, a white t shirt, playing white tee and like ripped up yes, Like White tube socks and then it. like some cargo yes.
3: shorts. That's yes. a vibe.
1: Hey, you know, maybe next week when I uh, have to work on <laughs>
3: Just it Just spray some WD-40 on it. It'll be all right. <laughs> I, I actually did have to do a little bit of that. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. All right. We also Welcome have Justin on. here.
3: What's up,
4: Justin? Hey,
2: guys. Uh, I think I need to re-record my thing in the intro because it makes me sad every week because Russell Westbrook didn't play for the Thunder anymore.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. I think Nick said a while back we all need to re-record our stuff. Uh, because Swaggy P is no longer a relevant target for the Swaggy Thunder anymore. Swaggy P is always a relevant target. I think Nick is uh Nick is struggling. Nick, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to
5: um maybe take a flyer on Swaggy P this year.
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, I'm just kidding. Uh,
5: I've, I've already I've Miss already been recorded year. on the air. No, I've been recorded on the air
3: saying <laughs> I no longer want Swaggy P, so I'm uh, I'm surprised they didn't get Swaggy P on Team USA. They're still time. <laughs>
5: We, they want, need, we want Melo on
3: Team USA.
1: They're about an injury okay, away okay, from
3: Okay, bro. Who's, Who's we? America. Who's we? I don't want Melo representing America. America wants Melo. <laughs> no. All right. Let's get started with this podcast now. Um, we're not talking about Melo. Maybe we'll talk about Melo in a bit. First big <laughs> thing enough when I have to. <laughs> yeah. First big thing of Thunder news. Patrick Patterson is no longer on the Thunder. Uh, according to Woj and Bobby Marks, Patterson got waived last Thursday uh, via Bobby Marks. He says the math on the OKC in OKC after Patrick Patterson buyout slash wave slash stretch provision. Thunder are now nearly 700,000 below the luxury tax line with 13 guaranteed contracts. Now, it's probably safe to assume that they are going to pick up another one or two guaranteed which will take them over the tax, but they have until April 15th to get back below it. They will not end the season in the tax. They're basically there now. Uh, Patterson gave back 3.5 million of the 5.7 million he was owed. So he'll earn 2.3 million when he goes to the Clippers, but that math still leaves him about 1.2 million dollars short from that 5.7 he was slated to earn in 2019-2020. So Patterson gave up $1.2 million to get out of Oklahoma City and go to the Clippers. The stretch is over three years. The Thunder are going to pay about $740,000 a year in dead money on their, on their cap. It's going to count against the salary cap for the next three seasons that will also stack on Kyle Singler's dead money, which I think runs for two more years, I believe. But $740,000 when the salary cap next season is projected to be something like 117000000 million isn't that big of a deal, especially for a team that's not looking to spend a whole lot of money during the rebuild. So thoughts on Patterson being out of town, going to the Clippers, what it means for the team, et cetera, et cetera. What do you guys got? So on the Clippers
2: note, did you guys see the video of him at his basketball camp? Mm, I have did no. not. Okay. So yeah, I, think no, it was it, uh, I think it was yesterday, maybe a couple of days ago. Uh, there was a video. We'll have to, we'll retweet it from the podcast account so you guys can find it. But it's basically a reporter was interviewing Patterson and he said that there's no deal done with the Clippers yet. And basically, it you know, he didn't say anything definitive, but basically something along the lines of like, you know, he's looking to find the best possible fit for him. But it's interesting, given that, you know, Woj and so many others reported that it sounded like it was a done deal of him going to the Clippers. But Tupac a couple of days ago, made it sound like that maybe wasn't as uh, imminent as we thought it was. That's interesting. Let me break it down
5: for you. Patterson reported he wanted to sign with the Clippers after the buyout had happened, and the Clippers were like, oh, "We don't want you." So now it's like really awkward. Oh, that's not the- that's not true. I'm just making a joke. Oh. But
2: it's um, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that is really awkward.
5: <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, but I I could definitely see that. Like Patterson, like maybe saying he's interested in, in going to the Clippers, and they maybe don't have interest right now. They're trying to fill their last. I don't know how many roster spots they even have with others, but yeah, uh, it's it's kind of weird because Woj is usually spot on. Yeah, yeah,
3: um, that's that's fascinating. So Nick, whenever this first dropped, you had some some opinions that Patterson was going to kind of bounce back and be the player that Oklahoma City thought they were getting when he went to the Clippers. Uh, regardless, uh, l- let's say he does end up on the Clippers or we can hypothesize and say maybe he goes somewhere else and the Clippers thing falls through. Uh, do you still think he is going to bounce back? What does bounce back mean for, for Patterson? Uh, c- can you break that down a little bit? Right. So like even what
5: we would consider quote unquote prime Patterson or peak Patterson, he wasn't like a outstanding player. You know, he, he kind of played his role and, was a good plus minus guy, good corner 3 shooter. Um, you know, he he never I don't think he's ever even averaged double digits in his career on points. So like Peak Patterson is not all that. So when I say bounce back, I'm not saying he's going to be a borderline all-star next year, but I just feel like it was such a weird scenario when he signed what we thought was a team friendly deal uh, you know, two summers ago. Everyone was stoked that we got him on such a cheap contract. Um, He was supposed to be our starting power forward before we signed Melo. And then he had that knee surgery right before the season. So his first year with the Thunder, he was kind of hobbled coming into the regular season, never really found a rotation. And then in his second year, kind of the same deal. They gave him the starting job. And then four games in, we were 0-4. They start Jeremy Grant, who's obviously on the come up. And he just kind of loses his role. And, you know, yes, of course, that is his fault that happened. But whenever you're playing a guy... 13 minutes a game instead of the 25 a game he's averaged over the course of his career like of course his production's not going to be there he's playing half the minutes putting up half the shots like go like go go play at your local men's league and insert yourself into the game for four minutes in the first half four minutes in the second half you're not going to get hot like it's a rhythm game so i just i just don't think it was all his fault i stay (laughs) hot
2: (laughs) So, there's your new, um, there's
5: your new recording for the intro <laughs> there. We, yeah.
2: So, but do you think um, he's going to get more than that if he signs with the Clippers? Cause I'm not, I'm not sure he will.
5: You know, I'm, it, I'm not sure it's, it's, and it, that's a great point. If if he gets 12 minutes on the Clippers again, then maybe he won't quote unquote bounce back. I just think that at this point, any situation, uh, uh you know, a, a fresh, a fresh slate for him is better than sticking
3: around and trying to make it work. Oop was kind of my point. Totally. I think I get that. And I, I, I struggle to see him getting more minutes with the Clippers. I actually think if I were to bet, I would say his minute total in LA would go down from what it was in Oklahoma City. Um, LA has like Zubach will, will play the five, Montres Harrell will probably play the five, but they have Jermichael Green, they have Mo Harkless. They're going to play small and slide Kawhi Leonard or Paul George up to the 3 and the 4. Uh, I don't see if he goes to the Clippers. And maybe that's why he said the Clippers thing isn't a done deal. Because if he goes there, I don't see where he gets any minutes. Uh, he he can't play down to the 3. I don't think he can really play up to the 5. I think he's kind of one of those players that, in, in a league that is based around versatility and flexibility as far as as far as lineups are concerned I think Patterson is pretty solidly a four and nothing else and the Clippers have so much versatility at that big wing position I just I struggle to see how he's even gonna get minutes in the Clippers yeah so
2: that's the thing that really makes me feel like you know what Patterson's saying is true that he really is evaluating things and looking to find the best situation for him and honestly that may not end up being with the Clippers.
3: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I don't know. I just... To me, it seems so weird if... Like, how often is woes wrong, you know? Apparently twice this summer. Both with OKC stuff,
2: yeah. right? Yeah.
1: It's always the Thunder. It's always That's the Impressive.
2: Speaks to the power of the Thunder organization keeping things on lockdown.
1: So here's my thing with Patterson. And as you guys are very well aware right now, um, guys as in you guys, not the listeners. Um, My internet cut out earlier, so if I'm repeating stuff, I apologize and you guys can stop me. But I just have a really bad taste in my mouth with the whole Patrick Patterson situation. And it's more coming from like a selfish Thunder fan perspective. But it just seems to me like I just got so tired of his, his bullshit, for lack of a better word or phrasing, like just all the like super low key Instagram posts and cryptic tweets throughout the season. And then the whole like, and obviously it was a very sensitive time for Thunder fans. When we, when we get the, the Woj tweet of uh, speaking of Woj uh, saying that Paul George traded to the Clippers. And then all of a sudden, you know, Patterson's response is, wow, it actually happened. Uh, huh. you know, like that's just how I took it. And it's Same. like, what did you contribute Same. for the organization? You contributed absolutely nothing. We thought that you were going to come in and be this positive contributor for the team. And you just completely failed to live up to expectations. Now that's coming from like the selfish part of me, like trying to take a step back and analyze it. And it, it sure, certainly makes sense why he would be upset. Like he came to the Thunder thinking he'd have a starting role. And then what was it? Like a month later, maybe less than that. They trade for Carmelo Anthony. He's told he has to have a bench role. He doesn't thrive in it he doesn't do well with that um and then all around that time is we see the emergence of jeremy grant and his development which is just like you know we couldn't have predicted and so then he just essentially becomes a end of the beach uh, end of the bench rot- not even a rotation piece anymore um so i could understand where his frustration would lie like the thunder sign him and try to get him to come a free agency two years ago um thinking that he would be a the starting power forward and alongside paul george and russell westbrook but like I mean, come on, man, <laughs> you know, yeah. You.
3: I'm totally with you. So it just seemed like you didn't care. Like, it, I don't know what this means for the thunder now, uh, minus the financial side of it, where they are now currently under the tax. We talked about, they might get back over, but they're, they're going to end the season under the tax. There was a log jam at the four. Anyways, you have Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, Patrick Patterson, Darius Baisley. And then, so so this kind of just alleviates a little bit of that log jam. I would still assume that Danilo Gallinari is the starter. Mike Muscala comes off the bench. Maybe Baisley gets some spots, spot minutes here or there. Maybe Baisley plays a little bit at the three. Uh, but but this was almost like a two birds, one stone thing as, as far as alleviating some of the pressure from, from the overcrowding of that position. And a financial decision as well. So I, I I think it covered really two bases here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, you, you said he lost $1.2 million, but obviously he's still a millionaire. And what he just did was, what, pay $1.2 million to go move to LA so his wife and PG's girlfriend can run their business and he can hang out in LA and watch movies and, you know, live the dream. So like, I guess joke's on us, right? Yeah. <laughs> what's
5: What's... Kind of crazy about what Jacob just said too is the fact that it's probably more of a a win, not an if Gallinari is traded. Like Mike Muscala might be our starting power
3: forward for a good chunk of the season. Yeah, I think Muscala is going to start after February, that and is then Basley is going to going to be playing off the bench, and that's Bays. when the tank begins. Tank <laughs> season. Yeah, That. I mean, I
1: don't know though. Like, if you're able to offload. I mean, hypothetically, let's say they're able to offload both or all, not both <laughs> CP3, uh, Gallo, and um, who's the other one I'm thinking of here. Um, I mean, it, basically, it, if you're letting like SGA start the point guard at that, at that point, really it comes down to CP3, right? If you can trade him before the trade deadline, like why not just throw out all your young guys out there and start Basley at the four and just try and get them as many developmental minutes as possible? Throw them in the fire, see what happens, you know? Like i much rather would see that than Mike Muscala.
3: Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh speaking of contracts, so especially touching on Chris Paul and that massive contract. Uh, a couple other contracts got signed recently that we haven't got a chance to talk about yet. Yeah, uh
5: Draymond Green and CJ McCollum both got nice little extensions. Uh Draymond's was a four uh, excuse me, four year hundred million, uh CJ three year hundred million. I mean, for the Warriors, that was kind of an interesting situation with Draymond. Obviously, it was a little bit easier now that KD's gone. Um, let's touch on the on the Draymond contract first. Was that surprising to you guys? Do you feel like that's a good move for the Warriors, a bad move for the Warriors? What do you guys think?
3: I love it for the Warriors. It, it is surprising, though, because I think we all talked about how going into next... After this season, going into next summer, that Draymond is probably going to get maxed. And if he had a player option for this summer, uh, that just ended the free agency period that just ended, and he could have opted out and hit the open market then, he for sure would have got maxed, I think. So, for them to extend him four years, 100 million basically, 25 million dollars a year and, and keep him, Clay, Steph I mean, they still have four all stars on the team, you know? Yeah, it's. I, I I am surprised that Draymond agreed to that. I thought he would have demanded the payday since the last contract was was so small and he was so vital to the team. But apparently he values where he's at and the role he has and the situation he's in more than cashing out even more because I mean like 100 million dollars is a shitload of money, you right. know. He's making but, a lot either way. That's a good but, point he could have made like 10 million more per year and, and he elected not to. So to me, it was a little surprising. I I think you're, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Justin. I was going to say the, the thing that I thought was
2: interesting is he's the first warrior of this era to have any kind of option in his contract. Neither Steph nor clay have had one throughout this, uh, Throughout this dynasty, I, I think it's safe to call it. Uh, yeah. But now that it's it's kind of waning a little bit, Draymond becomes the first guy to, to put that option in his contract. So while I think it's definitely, you know, speaks volumes to how he feels about the organization and and how he wants to stay with Golden State. I think that option, I think that kind of signals the, the beginning of the end of the Warriors uh, tenure at the top of the NBA for sure. I think so too,
1: but I mean, what that does, and like Jacob said, it's, it's such a beneficial contract for the Warriors. Like, it kind of extends their run. It, it gives them more options, right? Because you know, obviously, Delos tradable. If they want to trade him, they don't think it's going to work out with him. But this is a pretty tradable contract for Draymond as well. You know, if they get towards the the end of Clay and Steph's, you know, peaks, um, and they feel like that they have a chance to trade Draymond to to extend this run, like they can do that. But then another thing, too, I mean, obviously that comes to, to a whole the whole loyalty thing, and do you actually do that if you're an organization? But I think another thing as well, like speaking of that, it's just the whole like Draymond. I think he values legacy uh, above almost anything else. Like he's okay just being that role that that role guy, that glue guy, that kind of held that organization together. Um, he's taking pay cut after pay cut when it comes to contracts, and rather you know, obviously we aren't huge uh, huge fans of him being Thunder fans, but due to the, you know, that whole relationship. But I, I still think it's pretty impressive that, that he was willing to do that. Cause like you said, Jacob, like it's just such a weak a week free agency class next summer
3: and he could have made so much. Um, so much more I, I do think what, what Justin touched on though, like clay signed a contract this summer too, and he didn't get the player option on the last right. year. Uh, and, and we don't have all the information. Maybe clay said, I don't want it. And I I just want the full five years. Um, Maybe that was a sticking point for Draymond. We don't know, but it is kind of interesting that Draymond got it and Clay did not. I I think, yeah, I I just (laughs) I think that's fascinating.
5: So before we move on to the McCollum deal, I just had to note this. It was kind of interesting. As soon as (laughs) they inked him to that deal, I saw multiple you know national guys tweet out. Portland is locked down their core all-star duo of guards through the remainder of their prime. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Not in this era of basketball because we thought the same thing.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. There's no such thing
5: as being locked down anymore. Yeah,
3: You're a free agent at every point in time in your NBA career now.
5: That's really how it feels. But how, how did you guys feel about that contract overall? Do you think a guy like CJ's is worth that amount of money?
3: I think, so. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> 30 33 mil a year, I mean I So so here's my question. I think CJ is worth that, but I think we have all kind of talked about on this podcast before how far can that backcourt take them and are you willing to spend that much money on that backcourt or is Dame better suited having a a bigger like elite style wing? like a, I think we've mentioned Tobias Harris and stuff before. It it seems like Portland is kind of married to this idea that they're going to run with that backcourt and think they can legitimately make a run at a title, especially this year with two elite backcourt players and really not a, a big forward. Do you guys think that's the right way for that franchise to go? I don't know that they had a choice. It's,
2: you know, the Dame and CJ... Are an incredible duo, incredible talents. We saw what they can do. We saw what they did to the Thunder in the playoffs. Uh, yep. But I think it it was a little bit of a situation where, you know, whether you could say the same for the Warriors and Clay and Draymond this summer, or the Thunder with Russell Westbrook after Kevin Durant left, they they had to make these moves. Portland's not going to not re up CJ. Uh, it's something that given their history, given this, the success that they've been able to attain, I don't think they can let him go and hope they get someone better. Because if you look out there, like who, who are you going to replace CJ with? It may not be a, a perfect, uh, starting five may not be a perfect team, but I don't know that there's a better one out there. And it's, it's tough to just let a guy go with the hopes of getting someone better rather than keeping him close and and running back what you have, especially when you're coming off the, the playoff success like they right. had this last season. That's that's a really good point, Justin. That reminds me of something,
1: actually. I was listening back to the CJ McCollum uh, Woj pod that they, I think it was like two days ago, that Woj posted. And one thing that, you know, they were talking about all the different player movement and things of that nature. And uh, there's like a small little tidbit where CJ McCollum was talking about all that. And he mentioned, you know, just uh, guys favoring happiness over, uh even winning and winning rings you know it's just a completely different era and he specifically talked about portland he said you know it it may be a little it's not like a super small market but you know like for him it was perfect because he said he loves wine he loves all the wineries over there he loves the restaurants but he doesn't really need like nightclubs and things and like portland doesn't have a lot of that right so um for him it was perfect But for other players like, you know, the Anthony Davises of the world, for example, who just wanted to go to L.A. and um, Kawhi, like those guys probably aren't picking Portland to play alongside Dame and free agency. So you're right in the sense I do think they kind of had their hands tied in in that sense. But also, like you also mentioned, like if you're going to they made it to the Western Conference Finals Um, and it's really hard to justify blowing that up when you made it that far, like even if it was a perfect storm that kind of came together to get them there. Um and you have Nurkic coming back. Like there's a lot of different things they could do here. You know, we've talked about Kevin Love being a really good fit on that team. So I'm I'm curious to kind of see how they move forward. But I think all in all, I, I think it was probably a good, good extension.
5: Yeah. Not to mention Hassan Whiteside and come February, I would say it's a good chance they're going to target Danilo Gallinari.
3: Yeah. I've talked about that a lot too. I It makes too much sense to me. That's a really good point. Yeah. It makes way too much sense to me.
1: So one of the other things uh, that like, newsworthy, I guess, in the NBA. There's obviously not much this time of the year, but there's schedule leaks. Speaking of the player movement, I think that's one reason that we see more of these schedule leaks compared to like in previous years is because we have all this different player movement. So, for example, it's such a big deal when like some of these players who left their teams are coming back the next season. Uh, It creates so much more drama and things of that essence for the NBA. So I wanted to kind of go through this with you guys. I thought it was interesting. For example, Christmas Day, um, there's some big matchups. We have the Clippers versus Lakers as the first one which is kind of funny because in Woj's tweet he said uh the Clippers and the Lakers will be playing at Staples Center on Christmas Day. And it's like, well no shit, where where else are they going to be playing at? Like they're going to go play like in Portland or Are they going to play in OKC? <laughs> did
3: he, <laughs> he <specified>. specify? Did <laughs> he specify funny.
1: who the home team is?
3: Yeah, who gets the home locker, and now, who gets the court that night? That's
1: a good point. Uh I'm about to pull up that tweet again. Uh, but yeah, Come that'll, on, that'll Woj. be interesting. <laughs> so uh yeah, you know, that's uh, that's also just another narrative to kind of follow like is it like a split crowd? Like you know, it's going to be so, or is it going to be like the home team? I kind of,
3: I kind of hope those two teams play each other in the playoffs, just because I think that'd be so cool.
1: That would. Oh, they're also playing opening night, which is interesting as well. That'd yeah. be cool. And the
2: travel schedule for the playoffs would be so unfair. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah, that's one so team
3: travels like fifteen hundred miles. The other team travels two hundred yards. Right. To the other side of the just arena.
1: Walk rooms every night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of opening night, yeah, the Clippers versus the Lakers are apparently going to be opening as well as um, Zion and the Pelicans versus the Toronto Raptors. But then uh, Christmas Day, like I said, we have the Clippers versus the Lakers. We have Zion and the Pelicans at Denver, which is kind of an interesting matchup. We have the Boston Celtics, the New Look Celtics uh, versus Raptors. We have the Rockets at the Warriors, which will be an, an another interesting matchup. And then we have the Bucks at the Sixers in the East. So of all those that I mentioned, Which one of those do you guys think is going to be the most watched of those? What do you guys think is going to be the highlight game?
3: Oh, I think it's Clippers-Lakers. Absolutely. Battle for LA. Do we know?
5: um, I guess we wouldn't know yet. I wonder which of these matchups will be first-time matchups for the season.
3: Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that'll be interesting. That's a good question. Very good question. We know know Clippers-Lakers won't because they're opening night as well. Right. Uh, but the rest of them, we don't know. That'll be interesting. I also think Rockets Warriors will probably be uh, ha- have pretty good TV ratings.
1: Uh, Russ and
2: Harden versus
3: Steph and, and probably not Clay, and, but yeah, Steph and D'Lo. Steph and D'Lo, yeah. Uh, I think that'll be fun. You know i assume
2: that Zion will be you know, settling in a little bit a couple months into the season and will probably be must-watch
5: television. Denver may be a one-seat at that point.
2: Yeah,
5: yeah.
3: no kidding. Dude, honestly, like... I think all of these games are going to be really good to watch. I, you know, Celtics Raptors doesn't get my blood flowing too much, but Bucks Sixers, I mean, Giannis and Middleton uh, versus Embiid and Horford and, and, uh, Josh Richardson. That's going to be a fun game. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think all those matchups are good, but I think the most watched definitely will be
1: clips Lakers. But speaking of Lakers, one thing we haven't mentioned yet and something we're well aware of being Thunder fans, uh, Paul George may not be back. Well, he certainly won't be back for that opening night matchup. And it'll be interesting to see if he makes it back for that Christmas Day game. You know, that could be a different matchup than we kind of have in our heads. Like you were saying, Jacob, like a Western Conference Finals matchup. Um, That's true. You know, it, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that plays out. Definitely. So that kind of, I, I figured you guys would say the the battle for LA would probably be the most watched. So give me the one you're most excited about outside of that.
2: Rockets warriors for me. I think the, the history that they have meeting each other so many times, I think it'll be extra interesting this year because it's changing it up a little bit. Katie's left, obviously Russell Westbrook joining the rockets. Uh, I'll be, I'll be tuning in for that one as much as I still don't know that I'll be emotionally prepared to watch Russell Westbrook in a rockets uniform. I know Russ will always be fired up to play the warriors, Uh, So I think that one's the one I'm probably most excited about. I'm going to go the Sixers game. I mean,
5: they probably, in my opinion, have the most complete two-way, just dominant starting lineup. When you're starting Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Joel Embiid, like I think all five of those guys have a shot at being an all-star this year.
3: Yeah, I don't know that's a really good point. I, well, I, I agree with you. That's one of the things I'm a to one thing lot. that interests me about them, though, and we, we have had this conversation before, and it's kind of well noted, is I don't know who is the guy on that team. Like, at the end of the game, when push comes to shove, when he gets to the playoffs, last year it was Jimmy Butler. This year, you know, can Ben Simmons make that leap? It's really hard for a big like Joel Embiid to be the go-to guy because you the big typically doesn't have the ball in their hands initiating offense. That part's gonna be interesting, but I'm with you. I think they might have the best starting lineup in
5: the league. Yeah, and and I know he's a young guy, but I think Tobias Harris is like the most pure scorer on that team. I think that I think he can be that guy. They paid him for it. Yeah,
3: I'm gonna go kind of uh i don't know if this is off the radar cuz it's a freaking christmas day game but the the new orleans denver game is just going to be fascinating to me i think new orleans kind of like the thunder in the sense that except a year farther along they're kind of like in this rebuild but they're going to be competitive i think denver's going to be really freaking good like really good this year i really like I that team a lot especially if their young guys can can just continue taking marginal steps forward They have so many good young guys that if they all take a marginal step forward again next year, they're going to be really dangerous. And I just think Nola's going to be fun. I think J.J. Redick fits perfectly with that team. You have Zion. You have Drew. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, I would assume Denver's going to win that game, but I think it'll be entertaining because I think both teams just... They're they're young. They're high flyers. uh, Minus Jokic, I don't know if that guy can jump off the ground. It's, Jacob, they it, had it, your boy uh, Nikkel Alexander-Walker
1: as well. And Jackson yeah. Hayes. And um, yep. uh, what's his face? Uh, favors. Dirk Favors.
3: Yeah, And then uh, on Denver's side, you now have Jeremy Grant, who will That's, probably yep. match up with, with Zion for a while. Oof. Like, It's going to be fun.
5: And, and I might it's be, I might, I might be overhyping this by a lot, but like, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to be really good.
3: Uh, Denver thinks he's going to be really team. good. I mean, you remember those reports we were getting before Summer League, before he like tweaked his ankle? Yep.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, they think he's legit. I mean,
5: I think well, I, he could be a, a Ben Simmons. Like, I think Zion's a clear-cut favorite for Rookie of the Year, but he could be a, a Ben Simmons,
1: like, second-year Rookie of
5: the Year candidate.
1: I agree with you completely, if he can stay healthy. I was going to say, Nick, I remember you and I just texting about him um, that, that year he was getting drafted. What was it, two years ago now? Um, and, or I guess, yeah. Was it a year ago, two years ago? Two whatever drafts it was. ago. Two drafts ago. Um, and I remember texting about him and just the excitement around him. You know, like, it was... He it was, was projected Zionist number one for a long he, time that yeah, year right, until he got he hurt. hurt. Exactly.
2: The whole thing with Missouri, like he hurt his back. Like it's going to be extremely interesting. But I think I the thing I'm I'm most excited about, if I'm being honest, for Christmas is that the Thunder don't play. Yeah. So we can just relax and enjoy <laughs> right? basketball. Yeah. I felt yeah. like it always like always so stressed popped up right when we were going to have dinner, whether it was like with my parents or my wife's parents, it was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna eat Christmas dinner at
3: two thirty, and the Thunder games at two. And I'm like, gosh, dang it! Yeah, well, see. My family always like paused to watch the game, and like this past Your family's season, dedicated. This past <laughs> season, it was uh, Thunder Rockets, and the Thunder loss and everyone's kind of like, you know, just not like upset, but you know, it, it's just you're dealing with the Thunder a Thunder loss on-, on it. Yeah, yeah, right. you know. So this. This Christmas we get the chance to watch quality basketball and like really not give a shit who wins and it's it's, it's you know you, can, you you can just watch any of the games in between like dinner and presents and you know you're at the in laws and you're waiting to go to, to your parents' house or whatever so it's it, it'll be nice it'll be nice. So speaking of uh, returning home, Jacob. <laughs> God damn! Uh, Get, cut me a check for these segways,
1: bro. I know. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. So, like I said, like my whole theory on the, the reason that these these games are leaking, um, some of these certain dates are leaking. Like we haven't seen in the past is because of all the player movement. And so, with all that player movement, obviously there's the big returning games. So we have Kawhi returning to Toronto, December 11th. Probably won't be too too hostile. We have uh, AD back to NOLA, November 27th. We have Kyrie back to Boston also November 27th. So that'll be like Jacob said uh, before we started podcast. That's probably gonna be a TNT doubleheader. That'll be a really fun night. So I'm going to have November 27th circled on my calendar. Um, and then we have PG coming back to OKC on March 3rd, which obviously is big for us Thunder fans, as well as probably the biggest one for us, Russell Westbrook and the Houston Rockets. Come back to Oklahoma City January 9th. Um, we should all try and get tickets for that game because <laughs> it'll be extremely interesting. Oh, so... Yeah who gets booed the most and also like on that topic who deserves the booze because obviously, you know, there's, there's guys who are going to get booed, but do they really deserve it? Um, so let's go with Jacob
3: first. Give me your, your theory. Uh, the guy who's going to get booed the most and who deserves the most booze is Anthony Davis.
5: I, I'm just going down this list. Like I disagree on Anthony Davis. Like that. I feel like after last season, how he was like so off and on and, and they've kind of had some time to like let it resonate. I don't know if they're going to be as hostile about it. Kawhi shouldn't be booed. Like, dude, they got you, he got you a ring not long ago. Um, Russ won't get booed. PG maybe. I think it's going to be Kyrie. Dude, those Boston fans are ruthless, yeah, and he is. straight up told them, "I want to be here for a long time," and then didn't resign.
1: Yeah. Like, I think it's Kyrie. Kyrie was my number two. See, I, I'm going to agree with you, Nick, on the, on the in the sense that it won't be AD, and this is something that Kevin O'Connor said on one of his uh, recent NBA Ringer pods. But he was like, like Nola just doesn't have the market to be too loud of booers you know like it, especially when it comes to like the Knicks and like porzingis or um boston and kyrie so i think that's i, I agree with that completely Wait, I, are I don't you know.
3: are are you insinuating that the Knicks will boo porzingis nicks fan will boo porzingis when he comes back oh i absolutely I think, think so too
1: just a whole, a whole oh, i think they should that, just
3: boo dolan who, who, who won't nicks fans de- boo they're just
1: they're angry sad
3: it, yeah that's true if nicks fans want to boo anybody boo your damn owner yeah, he's <laughs> I the think one. Probably, he's the one that okayed do that salary dump, Chris Stapp's Porzingis trade because quote we've got things lined up for the summer and then he signed fifteen goddamn power forwards yeah. <laughs> and twenty horse, point mate. guards. We're gonna have the uh, the blue Can wire. Can you imagine Knicks being a Knicks podcast. fan, dude? I would have hung myself by now. <laughs> oh my god! Well, speaking of which,
1: we're gonna have the uh, the the blue wire Knicks pod, the Knicks the Knicks wall on here in like a week or two. I'm gonna so ask him how there. much Prozac I know.
2: they take. Uh, Justin what about you who's your pick I agree it's Kyrie I think hands down I think it's the the way that situation turned bad so quickly I think left a bad taste in everybody's mouth and you get a bunch of a bunch of Boston fans the night before Thanksgiving with Kyrie's return like they're gonna be feisty I didn't realize that was the night before Thanksgiving
5: yeah, <laughs> and that's true. I
1: didn't think about that either.
5: On that note, non-related to booing, like obviously they don't have Horford anymore, so it's going to be hard to compare. But I think with that team structure, with with the kind of guys they have and the age they are, I think Kimba's a better fit than Kyrie in Boston, anyways. Yeah, yeah, non-related. and I've already seen
3: quotes from I think um, was it Tatum or was it Jalen Brown, one of the two, about how already like the toxicity is gone. And I think it was and- Jalen. Yeah. That they're already like liking each other, and apparently, it, <laughs> that was just an absolute nightmare. Apparently, well, it was Kyrie's a weird dude, he is Very. a weird dude.
1: There's a, like, uh, I think Bill Simmons has kind of hinted at this, and that, like Ryan was Rasillo, some other guys like that. Of like, when are these Kyrie stories going to, to drop, or will yeah. they ever? Like, Do apparently. you guys think Kyrie's bad. an like,
3: anti vaxxer, t- yeah, probably. Wholeheartedly. You we, know, we know he's work. a flat earther. I wonder if he's an anti vaxxer.
2: I think every like every tinfoil hat wearing theory out
3: there, Kyrie subscribes to. Do you think Kyrie is like legitimately planning the Area 51 raid? <laughs> he's like a yes. hacker behind yes, it. Yes,
1: I do. He'll be leading the the pack, like
3: man he'll be playing point. I'll I'll uh <laughs> I would pay money to watch Kyrie Irving Naruto run into Area 51. Sign Bear. me up. Bear. I'm ready for it.
1: So I was going to ask you guys as well who we think the uh, the loudest cheers and who deserves the cheers would be, but I think we're all probably in agreement it's going to be Russ. So is there any others that are, do you guys disagree or are there any others that stick out to you that, that will probably get cheers? I think
3: Paul is going to get a mixed reaction from Thunder yeah, fans. Really I think curious. it's going to be like half booze, half cheers whenever they say his name. Um, but then the other one, I think Kawhi will get cheered. Yep. I agree. Next I question. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which which one of those take away the, the thunder related ones, which one are you guys most excited to watch? Which return? Hmm.
1: I think Kyrie to Boston watching. Same. Just I, I just kind of want to watch the Celtics hostility. Yeah. Right. Right. I think
5: the Knicks are going to get that ass whooped. I think over the nets. I'm sorry. Um, I was like, uh, I, think, I think that without—I mean, before—well,
3: <laughs> well, your original statement is just true for the entire true, year. The right? Knicks are just going to get their asses whooped the entire <laughs> year.
5: Blanket statement, but yeah, no, I think uh, without KD, like, I don't think the Nets are
3: like that good. I think they're decent, but I don't think they're great. I think It'll they're be like good a, a, a five seed. Yeah, but I think yeah. Boston will be a lot better. Yeah, sure. They're they're a little more balanced although they have nobody to defend the middle of the paint. so Yeah. Um,
2: I think I think AD to NOLA will be interesting because you get the subplot of LeBron versus Zion as well, which I think will yeah. be fun.
3: Yeah. What happens whenever AD comes back to NOLA uh, fairly early in the season, about a month into the season, and Zion dunks on him?
1: Mm. Oh, Pelican fans will have a heyday. I mean, it'll just be like a parade. Mardi Gras like (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the day AD made them relevant
5: for the last however many years like kept their franchise that's a good point I mean they would
3: have been horrible without him yeah well you know what they shipped him out speaking of shipping when you're selling online get your order getting your orders out can be a real pain That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, wherever, ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And right now... Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days. It's a long time. Basketball will almost be back in 60 days. When you use promo code BLUE, there's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even having to enter your credit card info. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in the promo code BLUE. Again, that's ShipStation.com, enter the promo code BLUE, B-L-U-E, ShipStation.com, make ship happen.
2: All right, I'm ready to get weird. How about you guys? I'm in. It's I'm dog day ready. It's NBA summer. <laughs> I'm
3: always ready. Give me something different.
2: So, uh, I don't know if you guys watched any of this, but today on ESPN we had ESPN the Ocho. This has become my favorite day of the of the summer. Like you said, the dog days. Is, is it when, just one day? Yeah, one day. Oh, and oh, last stinks. year, last year it was on August eighth, eight, eight. Which makes sense. So I don't know why they did it on the seventh this year, but it starts uh at midnight. So this morning at midnight, they started with Dodgeball. And they're ending tonight with, so. with Dodgeball. Uh at eleven PM you'll get another another airing of Dodgeball. And so everything in between is just nonsensical sporting events that are pulled from anywhere and everywhere that was obviously inspired by that movie. So we had this on all day at work and I'm not sure I got a ton done, but I did watch a lot of um, fantastic. I I, I almost hesitate to call them sports, but I watched a lot of fantastic competitions and uh, television. (laughs) (laughs) So what I want to do is I, I wrote a list of some of my favorite events that I watched today I'm going to give you a brief description in case you did not sit around and watch ESPN at work all day today like I did. Um, And then what I want you guys to do is to tell me which current Thunder player you think would be the best at said competition.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm so ready for this. Okay.
2: (laughs) So the first one, this is what was on this morning uh, when I got into work, was Dodge Juggle, which... You may be able to guess, uh, involves a juggler and dodgeball. Uh, <laughs> there's multiple variations. The one that I saw was there's one person that's juggling like those big clubs that look like bowling pins. Uh huh. And they're on a team, and their team is trying to guard them so they don't get hit with the dodgeball. If the juggler drops the pins, that team loses. And so, so when when the bodyguards get hit, are they out? Um, honestly, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. And and the, I watched the juggler, like one dude got hit in the leg, but he kept juggling, and so that's fair game. I think the the goal is oh. to get the juggler to drop the pins. So at okay. one point at one point I looked over and there was a lady on top of a guy's shoulders and they were just like standing in front of the juggler.
3: What the hell? Was, so they do- so are the same people that are uh protecting the juggler also throwing dodgeballs at the other team's juggler?
2: Um, uh, man, that's another good question. I should have been more locked into this event
3: than I was. You should have, <laughs> yeah. You should what?
2: <laughs> so many. You were questions. half-assing
3: work. You should have uh, no-assed work and just watched ESPN.
2: <laughs> I was really, I I really wished I had the commentary on all day. I feel like I missed out. So, okay, so
3: so who are we going with? Who do you think is the best juggler? Dodge juggler.
5: So mine is going to be unorthodox per usual because this player. Swaggy P. No, oh, no, 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 close, <laughs> close, close. This player is not. On the Thunder, however, we're paying him about a million dollars still. Mm. Kyle Singler seems to be
1: <laughs> the in an oddball that would just
5: be, he would be like all star <laughs> caliber at this kind of game. <laughs> That's an incredible <sighs> answer.
3: Oh, but That's yeah. a great answer. Yeah. Uh, now that you say that, the non-Thunder player, in my mind immediately went to. I thought you were about to say Mitch McGarry. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the bowling yeah. fans <laughs> um, If I have to go with the current Thunder player, I think Chris Paul's got to be the juggler, right? He's got like mm. such a good control of like the basketball. you think his hand-eye coordination is really good. He'd be a solid juggler. And then to defend my juggler, I'm going with Steven Adams.
1: Yeah, you got it with Steven. Steven exactly. Adams, and Steven I'm going Ner- Nerlens. Nerlens
3: Noel with that, with
1: that wingspan. Yes, That's those good. are my same three. I was going to say with CP3, though, like he's kind of shorter, right? And he kind of has shorter arms there for us. So like, that kind of helps with the, jungling, like the juggling, I would think.
3: You know? Yeah, Instead of having, like, long and, and so your arms. big guys can protect him even more. Yeah, yeah. I might also go with Dre as one of my guys protecting my juggler. That's good. That's a good solid, one. Solid well, defender. As long
5: as
2: you don't have to walk. Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) So the second event, uh, this might have been one of the highlights of the day, in my humble opinion, was the U.S. Pizza Team acrobatic tryouts. So so this is a real thing. Um, There's multiple competitions within the U.S. Pizza Team acrobatics that includes largest dough stretch, fastest pie making, fastest box folding, and the prestigious freestyle acrobatic category so if you've ever seen the people doing like the crazy pizza spins this is that but mix in like some break dancing and like multiple pieces of dough at one time you've got it going under the leg like down the shoulders it's like harlem globetrotters meets uh pizza and it was (laughs) it was an absolute delight so who's who's your pick for the uh pizza team acrobatics
3: uh box folding is Darius Baisley, because he probably folded up a lot of New Balance boxes last summer. Yes. That's a That's fantastic great. answer. Uh The rest of them, I have no clue, so you guys take one. <laughs> like, if if you're going, like,
1: spinning, like, dough and whatnot, and, like, going between the legs and all that, I feel like Shay would be pretty good at that. I think that'd Got be a... He could
3: get the dough between his legs, yeah. <laughs> I see where you're going with that.
1: I mean, if there was, like, an eating... Area on that. I'd probably have to go with Deonte, and if Raymond still counts, we have to go Ray. with Ray Ray.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> That's about all I got. Ray though. Ray's probably at a hey, seat you know- like, right now.
2: <laughs> eating some pizza. Nick, do you and have we any, you have any input too. here, Nick?
5: <laughs> I think you guys have
2: put together an elite squad. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to go with the typecast answer of Danilo Gallinari, but I guess I'll just have to <laughs> do <read> one. <them. laughs> Um, okay, so (laughs) the third one, uh, the third one was the classic Tetris World Championship, in which we had a very, very exciting uh tournament final. We had a young kid that came in and knocked off the dude who had won like nine of the last 10 Tetris World Championships. It was thrilling, he started crying. I might have started crying. Uh, he had a wild, wild <laughs> grip on his NES controller. He was rocking like this claw. And they had a, a camera fixed on his hand, another on his face, and another on the screen. And it was everything I've ever wanted. So Hell, which yeah. <laughs> which Thunder player do you think could take home the classic Tetris crown? I
1: think I'm just going with Steven again because he he's... Apparently, really good at Fortnite. So, you know,
3: he, he Steven plays a lot of Fortnite. He plays like PUBG. He plays some Call of Duty. He yes. plays a lot of Apex. Steve okay. is totally the winner here. I'm going to go gotcha.
5: with the 28 year old from St. Louis Park, Minnesota,
3: Michael Peter Muscala. <laughs> I think that's a solid Dude, choice. His, his gamer tag is 100% just musky, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I'm going to get like on Xbox a tonight and M- serve it zero zero (laughs) se also who's the oldest player on the team because they're probably good at tetris probably raymond again
5: i mean if if raymond doesn't re if raymond doesn't come back and now that patterson's gone like we don't have any old guys besides cp3 really
3: yeah cp3 CP3 was probably around whenever tetris came out he doesn't seem like he'd be good at it though
2: (laughs) uh (laughs) so the next one the next one i had down was
3: marble runs and dude okay pause <laughs> have you ever have, have you guys ever watched marble runs on youtube so it's the same thing this is
2: what they aired on espn i, I googled it because i was like what is happening right now and it's some dude on youtube that makes these marble runs like that was all they played on espn yeah, he, for like an like, hour. a lot
3: of them are like outdoors yeah and like he has the track times and the different marbles and how they have performed on other courses dude it's entertaining like so I know basically, everyone listening to this podcast is calling me like a goddamn idiot right now, uh, uh, but it like YouTube marble races or marble runs and watch it and like it's one of those things where you'll be like, okay, I'll check it out real quick because I heard it on this podcast. And forty five minutes in, you're still gonna be watching like, come on, blue marble, let's go! Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's incredible. It is freaking incredible. Okay, sorry. Continue. It's bizarre how captivating it is.
2: I, I do think the highlight of the event today was when there was a streaker. Uh, they they launched a clear marble down the track, followed by three blue marbles. And the announcers were pretending that there was an actual streaker. And it was just one of the most absolutely <laughs> insane things I've ever watched. Um, This one, I don't think we need to pick Thunder players for because... I don't, I'm not sure how the humans are really involved in this, uh, but regardless, go check it out on YouTube. So the last one I want to talk about is uh, what I was watching earlier this evening. And this is uh, the, the event. No, no other. (laughs) I can't even say it. Slippery stairs. Um, It's exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's a staircase uh, that is slippery. Uh, They're pouring unidentified liquid down said stairs while people in skin tight jumpsuits try to climb them. Um, <laughs> you've probably seen it on like Japanese game shows, uh, but they brought it, they brought it over to the Ocho today. So which thunder player do you think has the best chance of climbing those
3: slippery stairs?
1: <laughs> oh,
5: uh,
3: I, I hope Roberson doesn't try. Yeah. Oh, don't, man. don't put Chris Paul out there. <laughs> or John Wall. <laughs> well for john wall they just pour ice cubes down the stairs sorry that's really messed up um oh i don't know who would be Goodness. good at this some are- Ner- Nerland's noel got crossed up really bad last year so he's not good who has got the, be bad at I,
5: Lou dort let's throw
1: him out there he's athletic as hell i like it there you go that's a good answer yeah um homie he would just jump over the staircase.
3: Yeah, Tommy would just jump to the top of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Did um, we really crushed the segment. <laughs> I don't know. This is a difficult one. It's a lot funnier to talk about <laughs> who would yeah, what they're themselves. doing. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Maybe Baisley.
3: He could. He could cover. Hey, hey he, he, that yeah? Baisley could get some special made New Balances for it. Mm, clutch. No slips there you go i get it clutch because that's who he's represented by god we're so good we're so good at podcasting
2: oh uh, well that's all i have for the ocho i think right now they're playing the dodgeball championships they just wrapped up the cornhole championships uh and okay have you guys
3: watched cornhole on espn because yeah. those dudes are freaking yes. good it's incredible they make me feel that bad about myself and I think they're actually a little bit worse on TV than they would be in real life because they're not allowed to hold a beer while they're while they're tossing on ESPN. <laughs> and if they could, I bet they would throw the the beanbags a lot better. Throws off their balance. Yeah. That's fair. It's like it it's insane how good they are um at the beanbag toss at the old cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I caught just a small portion of the Yocho and it was the lawnmower races. Yes. Uh, I don't know if they had a pit crew or not or if the mowers had blades on them, but it was uh, probably the most redneck thing I've ever seen in my life. That's <laughs> saying something. That's, that's pretty
1: impressive. Uh,
3: that's that's why Taylor was fixing his lawnmower for the podcast. Started. Yeah,
1: I was, I was getting he's ready. He's that
3: bitch up ready to race. He's putting some <laughs> NOS on his lawnmower. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Gets a little zip tie to hold uh, the self-propel down nonstop. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, do you guys have any parting thoughts before we get out of here? Because I think people are probably tired of listening to us talk about the Ocho.
1: Thank God, football starting up here soon. And, uh, we'll get FIBA. We'll get the uh, FIBA tournament yeah. here in like the end of August. So that's some basketball, which is nice. Even if it is like this, the USA C league or C team. Yeah.
3: I was about to say it's not even the B team, it's the C team. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. Let's bump some outro music and let's uh, let's get the heck out of here. So thank you guys for checking out the podcast. We really appreciate you again today. We we're brought by ShipStation.com slash Blue, promo code Blue. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can find Blue Wire on Twitter at blue Wire Pods. Website is BlueWirePods.com. The uncontested is on twitter as well the underscore uncontested good job i got it right that time justin is at okc tracker taylor is at taylor underscore p15 nick is at crane nba what you, baby? i am at thunder mob 405 hey coming up in about two weeks we're starting our season preview series we're going to go through all 30 teams in the league we have a guest for each team they're going to come on and do about a 15 minute interview with us we've got some awesome guests we've been working hard trying to secure these guys it's going to be incredible every time on monday morning it will upload you'll have three to four teams each monday morning that you can listen to their preview for next season through our interviews it's going to be awesome. It's going to run for about eight or nine weeks, leading you all the way up to Thunder Training Camp, at which point we will be fully in on Thunder Basketball. We'll still, You'll still get normal podcasts from us once a week, but you'll also get a bonus season preview podcast. So make sure that you guys stick around. Subscribe so you can catch those right as they go live. They're going to be great. We're really excited about it. Also, leave us five-star rating on iTunes if you would be so kind. We're really close to 100, and as Thunder fans, we love round numbers. So get us to that number. That, we would really appreciate it. With that said, if you're in Oklahoma, survive the heat. It's awful out there. If you're elsewhere, uh, be happy you're not here. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend. We will be back with you probably in about six or seven days. Until then, go watch Marble Runs. Thunder
0: up.